Hello everyone, I'm Catherine Biroy, your personal growth and business coach, and I have just one mission, to help you do what you love and make your dream business flourish. Today, I am enormously happy to have one of my favorite people and my own Hollywood star here with me today. Teja Valenza is an Emmy Award-winning voiceover artist, founder of Give Great Voice, TEDx speaker and a coach, who understands the power of connecting to people with empathy, compassion and charisma. Her passion is to take your words off the page and breathe and speak life into them. She comes from an acting background and brings that skill uh, to all her projects and your copy to life by understanding the direction that the director, writer, and the client has in mind. If you're looking for the top female voiceover artist for your project, keynote speaker who will inspire your audience, believe me this for sure, or a coach <laughs> who will show you how to use your voice and truly make an impact, Teja is the best of the best. She worked with thousands of companies, ABC, NBC, Hallmark, Disney, Nissan, Subaru, Ford, Toyota, Virgin, <laughs> Samsung, I to name a few. All Welcome. <laughs> name of you. That happened, right? <laughs> it's so wonderful to be with you, my dear. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to share this space with you. And I, I was waiting for this wonderful interview for more than two months. <laughs> yes. Well, we've been, we've been working together and I wanted to shout out that I've been working with you as a business coach and you are phenomenal. And you've just been so incredible for helping me further my ambitions and my passion and my mission uh, with your help. So I'm, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. So it's, 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 a, it's a mutual love here. Thank you so much. We didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be no, sad. we're still in it. <laughs> we still but have work to do. <laughs> I, we do. I know. <laughs> but that's another story. There's another story. This is what I love about you. We can, we can talk and we can exchange the energy and everything just just with a flow. And I would like my audience to know a little bit more about you personally. So if you would like to share a little bit of your life story with us, how you became a voiceover artist. Sure, I would love to share because it is an unusual profession. It was much more unusual. People didn't know when I started what I was over what artist was and even I was. But I, I jokingly say that I'm a recovering actress and a fully functioning voiceover artist because I started as an actress. Uh, when I was 15, I was discovered by a director uh, named Louis Malle, who's a French director, very well known. He's passed. Uh, but, you know, I launched into my professional acting career. I had grown up in New York City. My, both my parents had been actors. They, my father went on to becoming a very well-known restaurateur, and my mother, unfortunately, uh, became ill with polycystic kidneys. So she did not get to continue, but she was an amazing singer. But I kind of had the genes coming in, you know, I knew like for, I, was, uh, I was a baby born, I think I was singing, I gotta be me. So I mean, <laughs> I knew I was destined, a uh, very big personality and loved it and got all the leads in the school plays. And then at 15, because of my mother, uh, she went to an open call, which, you know, they were looking for agents, they couldn't find the, the actress. And she went down there, took my picture with her because I thought maybe I'd get some background work. And they wrote the wrong age. They said, we're looking for a young teenager. Uh, and my mother went to the top of the line like this. And the casting director said, yes. And my mother called me. I was scooping ice cream at the ice cream parlor that I was working in. And she's like, come down here. They need you for the audition. I was like, for what? You know, so she said, for this movie, 
I ran down, I auditioned, the casting director said, okay, you're wonderful, I love you. We're gonna have you fly out to Los Angeles tomorrow. You'll either be back the next day or pack for six weeks. So make sure you're packed enough just in case they wanna keep you. So of course my brain was like, and I, I had a love interest and I was wondering who the love interest was, you know, and at the time Scott Bale was very popular, this guy, uh, but it ended up being Sean Penn who was a very popular actor, but he had been in this movie called Ridgemont High, High Times, like playing a, a pot guy, you know, so I was not very excited to act against him, but, <laughs> but I did it anyway because, you know, I wanted to be in the movie and I ended up booking the movie and my life kind of changed the trajectory because I was working um, professionally and I finished the movie, came back to high school, and then six months later got on to a soap opera, which uh, again, there are very few left, but this one was a very popular one called All My Children. And I screen tested, got on that, and then left high school, basically finished high school and started my on-camera career. Uh, that's the good part. That's the, the, the shiny, pretty part. The not so good part was I was a terribly insecure young lady based on my parents being divorced. And my mother, again, who was very ill, was not very attentive. My father was only on Saturdays. So the deep, deep insecurity that fed me as a great actress, because we love approval, also was a detriment to me, the human, the teenager, the young lady. So um, I suffered tremendously um, that insecurity. And, uh, you know, I was actually nominated for an Emmy when I was on All My Children because I cried so well, but they didn't know I wasn't really acting. <laughs> It's just really, I was a mess. <laughs> so I, I, just, I just brought it in with me. <laughs> there was no acting. So, but that same mess got me the Emmy nomination. And it also basically got me fired two years uh, later because I had, you know, I just wasn't being professional and I was messing up. And so that was a, that was my first real understanding of, you know, your mess is your, is your magic, but it also is something you have to overcome. So I lost my job, I moved out to Los Angeles, and I had to kind of start all over again, waitressing. I never even had it, you know, I was before, but scooping ice cream, but now I had to go back to waitressing and basically build up myself again. And I performed acting, I went to therapy, I went to the, you know, to do 12-step programs, I really worked on myself. But I was always, always fighting the fact that I had so much self-contempt because you're always told as an actor or an actress, you're not enough. You're not tall enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not blonde enough. You're not sexy enough. And so and I was always being told I was too fat. I mean, truthfully. So it, it, there was this constant inner pain to be rejected so much. And so I kept working on myself while I was doing my on-camera work. And then one day my mother, the same incredible woman, Glorious Gloria said to me, you know, sweetheart, you should be doing voiceovers. And I said, what is a voiceover? I didn't know. And she said, you know, the commercials and the radio. And so, uh, you know, at that time there wasn't the internet. So it was very hard to find a coach. It took me about two years to get myself going. But I, you know, because my mom pestered me, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I made my first crappy tape, my second crappy tape. I finally got an agent. I started doing my first jobs and you know, the, this kind of magic happened because I was liberated for the first time where my talent was, no, there was no question. My voice was beautiful and interesting 
and dynamic and I was a great actress. But all of a sudden this was taken out of the equation and this was taken out of the equation. And all of a sudden I flew, I flew and I, I flourished and I kept booking these jobs. And, after, and I kept saying, you mean I got the job? You mean I got the job? <laughs> before, I, before I would eat my kishkas out, you know, preparing for a scene and pain and oh, it was so hard. And then, you know, did I get the job? No? Oh, but did they say anything? Did they say anything? <laughs> and now I was getting the jobs and the jobs and over six years, I was doing both and this recognition that, you know, I love this. I made for this, but you know, this is part of me that still holds on. And then one day my therapist said to me, you know, your mental health is going up in proportion to the amount of voiceovers you're doing. <laughs> and I took that as a great sign, like, you're right. I'm getting healthier. And then I met my husband who I knew was not the kind of husband who was going to be fine with me going off with Brad Pitt for three weeks to, to film on a, on a, you know, an island somewhere and I'll be back. So it was kind of a combination. I wanted to get healthier. I love this, this art of acting that only included my voice and I wanted to have a normal life. And so I got another soap opera for 12 weeks. I hated every minute of it because I forgot that you only say one line and you add one new word each day because that's how soap operas go. And I ended my career. I started doing voiceovers uh, and I, 25 years later, I'm still doing them. And now I've taken this incredible passion and skill and teaching these same incredible tools to not only actors and voiceover actors, but the world so that they can be a voiceover actor in their lives and play their roles so much more successfully and meaningfully. Ta -da, ta -da, ta -da. Boom. My, my job. <laughs> I, I think we're done. <laughs> I literally love how, how open and honest you are and how you, you know, you tell your story with an open heart. Not everything is so shiny and you were struggling and you felt insecure and you were searching for your, for your path. And, and I, I failed. Know. I failed many times. I failed by, by making terribly, you know, bad, I mean, not bad mistakes, but, you know, mistakes of, of impulsive and, and, and thinking that I had, you know, I want, you know, you go, that's the acting. When, when you were loved, you were on the high. When you were rejected, you were on the low. Everything outside of me was determining my self-worth. And I decided that as I got older and wise, I wasn't going to let that happen anymore. And voiceover was a wonderful way to channel outside of that so that I could be more in touch but I, I like to share in my failures because, you know, it looks again like everyone's got it together. And, you know, when we present ourselves, but, you know, I'm still working on myself daily. I still, we still, work. We I still, all still fail miserably. We yeah. still all work. But in progress. not everyone is honest to, to, to say that like, like you do. And I love that about you. I absolutely adore that. You, you mentioned Sean Penn and, and Richmond High School. Did you saw that they did a reading? Uh, a few days ago. No, did they no? Do seriously, reading? like oh. really, you didn't. No, well, Sean organized a fundraiser for his um, for his funding and for uh, one organization against Corona. And uh, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston and Julia Roberts and um, I don't know a lot of guys were actually reading, just reading. And yes. all I was thinking about was how would Tasha do this? <laughs> 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 what 
Wow, that is incredible timing. I know they did Princess Bride recently, a reading of these incredible. So they went back and did Richmond High. They That's did Richmond High. And, and, you know, the show was that Jennifer Aniston actually and Brad Pitt reunited like after, after so long time. And he was, he was playing Brad and she was seducing him. So it is very funny. You should check it out. I definitely want to check it out. All I was thinking about was how would Asia do this? And oh. I was watching Maleficent like second part of, um, two months ago. Mm-hmm. It was in my native language. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> If it's not going to be Angelina Jolie, at least it should be Tasha Valenza, right? I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I love Angelina Jolie, and she she gives great voice. So yeah, but this was uh, this was a, a, a transcription in Serbian, yeah. so our actors were doing yeah. that, and it was like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> You know, it really makes or breaks, right? That's the thing. The voice is so magical. And either that's what I always love to talk, that the voice can transport you and take you on the ride. And it can also detract from your message. It can, it can turn someone off for the wonderful message that we have to share. So that's why it's so important to be the, the storytellers of our lives and tell those stories well. Yeah. And especially now, because everyone is doing business online and we all make videos. Yeah. And yes. we all need to know that. You founded Give Great Voice. Uh, what is the mission behind it? So, as I mentioned, you know, this path that I led on to, to give great voice, at its essence, means to be able to move, touch, and impact with our voices. Because at its best, that's what we do. And when we do it well, it is a gift to the, from the giver and to the giver, to the receiver, and for everyone who witnesses it. We're always moved. That's why we love watching videos when someone is doing a kindness and uses their voice. We're so moved. So when we give great voice well, it, it, it changes the world and in our relationship. So what I did was come with this idea that all the skill sets that I've learned over these many years that has helped me play thousands of roles, literally as a voiceover artist in animation and promos and commercials and narrations and political ads and radio, so many mediums, I started really understanding from the acting background and the voiceover acting background, because you're still an actor, that I understood my role so well, the four questions, who am I in this particular scene? What role am I playing? Mother, friend, CEO, uh, a business owner, who am I speaking to? Future client, daughter, friend, mother, what do I want? Meaning what's the, what's the success of this scene? I want to inspire. I want to motivate. I want to calm. I want to soothe. This is the aspirational, Mm -hmm. what we want. Mm -hmm. And then how does my voice and tone support that intention? So I've understood these four questions and now I know how to teach non-voiceover actors to help use these four questions to learn how to play their multifaceted, magnificent me that they are, because we are so multifaceted, to use these questions and utilize some of the voiceover skills that I have learned and teach them how to give great voice. And mic drop again. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing to <laughs> I'm always like, end the sentence, Tasia. End the sentence, leave it in the air, because I am so passionate about it, but hopefully, again, I was clear that this is really what I, I'm passionate about teaching this, this, what I call the art of confident, considerate communication. 
Beautiful. And now imagine people waking up to that fact that actually our voice, even when we are doing a presentation, not even oh. online business, it can affect the results that will be like after that, after that presentation, not even to mention public speaking. I loved it. I know that you love public speaking too. I was watching your TEDx and it was brilliant. I, I truly adored, but I would like you to share what are the expert topics that you can actually deliver because I know how you affect audience. I was touched a million times during that TEDx. I watched you with Blue Talks also, and we shared the scene once virtually. And uh, I would like you to share what, what would be the expert topics that you, you cover. So in this world of public speaking, so much of it is, again, how we move, touch, and impact. So it, it, the words matter, but how we emotionalize those words matters more. They've done the studies, right, which was more important. The words or how we touched and made feelings. So our emotions are contagious. So what I teach is to help people take their words, their, their passion, and really share that in a way that touches not only the brain, but the heart. And when we can combine those skill sets, then we have got our audience and they will come on our journey and they will follow our story and they will be moved and they will be impacted and they will want to buy our product. They will want to come along on our ride and they'll want to be with us wherever we're going. If we, if we only have the ability to share the words and we don't have the ability to, to emotionalize them and connect on that deep level, we lose. We can lose our audience within the first two minutes. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's like, and, and so much of that is how we say those words. So I teach my my, my um, clients and my speakers, how to take their stories and become the master storyteller and feel that confidence in their communication and that connection with their audience and where they feel inspired to speak and then the audience in return mirrors that energy. And again, my job. I, I, I because I'm listening. You captivate me with your voice. You, you are captivating me. Like I'm completely focused on what you are saying. And then well, that, that, that's like, what I offer to do because that's, that is, it would be really bad if I didn't, because then I would be like, really, you know, if, if I was telling you these words, but I wasn't captivating, you would be like, I'm not so sure she's really knows what she's talking about. But so that's the idea is that we must captivate. We must have that charisma. And if, if, thank you so much for the compliment. It means I know what I'm doing and it means hopefully that I can teach this uh, skill. And I am passionate about it. And that is one of the most important things we can share uh, as a speaker, as Carmine Gallo says, one of the top things and who's an amazing you know, communications coach, passion. And a lot of us, you know, as, as performers, we have so much access to this. Mm -hmm. uh, because this is what we're trained. This is the muscle. But if you ask me, you know, Tasia, I'd like you to be an accountant today. And I want you to act like, you know, I can act like an accountant, but I wouldn't have the skills. I mean, so it's perfectly normal if you're not a performer, a singer, or, or, or you, you know, you haven't been working on your speaking skills to need to practice these skills. And so that's, that's something that I'm passionate about teaching and people can learn it and become much more proficient and eventually master it. So it's a, it isn't something that they'll have to study for the next 10 years. There's simple skills to learn, then to practice it, and they're on their way. 
Beautiful. Uh, I have a special wish now, if you can do a poison ivy for me a little bit. <laughs> because you love poison ivy. <laughs> my poison ivy. So, you know, not everyone knows who poison ivy is, so I definitely want to make that because everyone, you know, so you think, but poison ivy is a DC uh, character who I've been fortunate enough to play in uh, a few video games that are very popular called the Arkham series and a few other iterations, but she's known as a DC villainous eco-terrorist, uh, mother of all nature and hater of humans. But again, you know, when we break down those questions, but she's also known as a seductress. And why is it? Because her venom lies in her lips. So unlike other superheroes or villainesses, her, she doesn't have, you know, that super strength. She needs to lure. So the seductive sound is that sound that would make you come close to me, Catherine. But probably you wouldn't want to come nearly as close if I were to say, come here, Catherine! It's a little bit more of a repelling sound. So that's where we learn the power to give great voice and support our intention. And I, I, I can tell you that my husband is very repelled when I use that particular sound on him. <laughs> so I have to, can you, can you pick up your socks, sweetheart? I have to remember to do that because I often do the other one. <laughs> so anyway, Poison Ivy is a great way to, to show how we understand the role uh, uh, who are speaking to, what do we want, and how does our voice support that intention? It's a very clear way, and that's how I kind of break it down and then, you know, go into our, my real-life roles. But it's a, it's a fun one to share with the audience. Okay, so now we're going to do a second part of the interview. Uh, have a little bit of fun. I will ask you very quick questions, and you have like 10 seconds or an uh, just a sentence to answer. All right, I'll, I'll try to be. Yeah, and you will hear the ring bell, like... <laughs> Does that mean my time is up? Does that mean, yeah. is that mean, does that mean, does that go or the time is up? Don't the time is up. The time is up. <laughs> okay, so, so make it short, concise. Okay. Like, first one. Why is our voice so powerful? Why? I think I've been sharing a lot of that because it's the way to cut right to the heart. Because in uh, studies have shown that our communication is only 7% about the words we say, and the rest is our tone and our body language and conveying it. So our communication is so empowered, and our voice is the instrument of that connection, the most powerful communication tool we have. Um. <laughs> oh, I had a few seconds more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so rare for me. I really don't, I really have, uh, I really yeah, you, you can pass them now to the second question. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, we'll roll it over. Yeah, what, what would be your advice for online business owners when it comes to their voice and presenting themselves online? Practice, practice, practice. Get a coach, learn those skills. Uh, there are, you know, there's so many ways we can now learn these skills, but to even videos, there's so many wonderful videos, but I mean, of course I love teaching this, but don't, but don't, you know, think of it as a shameful thing and also don't think of it as something that you don't need. You need it. So to really take, take it as one of the tool sets of just as everything else they need to learn to be their best self, especially in this new paradigm where we're all kind of on these zoom stages, you really want to present yourself and give great voice. Ta-da! <laughs> and the third one, um, what do you do in your spare time? What spare time? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Uh, no. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I, it, is, it is getting really that focus now because we're online all the time. 
uh, I really have to carve that out. But I'm, I'm a passionate mother of three children, beautiful children. I have two dogs. I'm an, the love of my life is my husband. I try to really find balance with family time, um, nature time, exercise time, and um, you know, spending really good quality phone calls with people I love. Because I, I talk about this all day, but you know, carving out that half an hour to, to catch up with one of my best friends. As you know, it's very difficult nowadays, but I'm, I'm really, um, I talk a lot about disconnecting to reconnect. And I really honor that. And I think it's so important to just get off social media. I know you just took a big break, uh, but as much as I love connecting, I think it's so important that we don't feel obligated 24 seven because you know, deep thinking is another way we, we connect with ourselves. And if we have no time just to think and be, uh, we feel the energy depletion. Yes, yes, I also did. I, 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 I made a, a, a detoxification from the social media like for a month even maybe. Incredible, I, I, I'm, like, I'm so jealous. And, and yeah, yeah, I do that. How did you like that? Oh, amazing. <laughs> Really amazing, yeah, yeah. We spent ten days, uh, um, just my family on mountains, and the rest of the time we, we were all together. Uh, nature, 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 such a, a nature, poison ivy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can see that on video, but I, I'm sorry on podcast. <laughs> she was she was kissing the flowers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, uh, I wanted to ask you: Would you like to share how people can reach out to you, where they can find you, and of what you from your magic in, until the end of the year? Well, I I'm on LinkedIn. That's how we we got to meet Anasha and Corey. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on pretty much all. Uh, uh, Stasia Valenza, that's the easiest way to find me. I'm also under Give Great Voice. And please, uh, one of the teaching tools that is free is my Give Great Voice TEDx talk, which is all about that. And I'm really excited because I'm taking all of this passion and I'm putting it together finally into a 30-day master class challenge that I'll be presenting in a, a micro-learning gamified way that's coming up November 2nd. I'm launching it and I'm really excited because it's allowing a small community to come together. And I'm gonna share all these tips and tricks over 30 days because of course, again, we learn, we can only learn so much each day. So it's my passion. I'm, I just had this opportunity. So this is my greatest wish to have as many people join this. I'm making it incredibly affordable. Um, I'm, I'm, it's only $99 because I want as many people to join uh, and have this experience. So this is my wish uh, to share this passion and to teach it so that people feel empowered in their voices. So beautiful and so generous from you. You are so you are so lovely. Thank you so much for being my guest. It was truly my honor. You are close to my heart, and and I love that I have space to share uh, uh, your story and everything that you do because you are you are truly amazing. Thank you. And I feel the same about you, Catherine. Your heart is so great, and you're. I always I always tell her, you know, you you have this whole brain thing happening so well. <laughs> I'm really, you know, in the. The, the one, the hemisphere, the right one, the, you know, the creativity and the organization, not so much, but she's like a genius because she's got the soul, the compassion and the brilliant organization. So I just want to grow up and be you. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you once again. And thank you everyone who, who were with us today. I, I truly enjoyed this and I hope you did. And I'll see you in the next episode. Ciao. Ciao.